It's a beautiful summer day, and you just finished a great outdoor lunch with friends. Then someone suggested, hey, maybe we should go to that new hang gliding venue. Everybody's been talking about COVID's over, they're open, people rate it really high. But you think to yourself, wait, weren't afternoon thunderstorms in the forecast? Well, what do you do? Welcome to What Is It About the Weather, a podcast where we explore the many ways that weather intertwines itself into our lives. I'm your host, Mark Jelinek. This week, we're going to be talking about weather and spontaneity. Hope you're having a good weather week. It's been crazy out there. I mean, there, there's a lot of craziness going on from early season tropical cyclones in the Gulf of Mexico to incredible heat waves here in the, in the western U.S., I, you know, I've I've had a couple warm days over the last couple of days, but nothing compared to what some of the other folks have been dealing with. And I even saw a, a report of a pretty wild storm in the Melbourne area in Australia. Actually, that was the kind of the first thing that kind of I don't know caught my eye in the weather news this week. Really powerful storm. And I guess what what's interesting, you know, there's always these things that bring weather stories to me. And in this day and age, where your news feed is so I don't know, not just you randomly looking through things, but things that are fed to you, right, by other sources. And because I've been doing bike riding and stuff outside or even outdoorsy things and national parks and that kind of stuff, I've also gotten to where I guess there's some algorithm that says, see that, see weather, bring the story to Mark. And so it did. And it was, I guess the idea was that, there's this park in that vicinity where a lot of people get outside and ride, right? And they were trying to tell people, please don't. You know, when, when you've got they, tens of thousands of people still without power, I mean, just and it's seeing these pictures of these huge trees down on the roadway and stuff, but I know how people are. There's gawkers everywhere, right? There's people, no, whether they're on foot or in a car or on a bike, there's going to be people that show up. And they were really trying to cut back on that. And, you know, it's just a reminder. When you've had stuff go through an area, you know, unless you make a living reporting on it, I know we all want to be out there and catch the video or whatever it is, but someone's probably already caught it. Yeah. You're probably not going to be the first. Let the people's lives get back to normal before you start pouncing on them. I don't know. Just, I, I guess another one of those things that I, I do. I, I I can appreciate even going out and seeing the stuff and imagining you know the weather that brought it, and I, I would enjoy it from that standpoint. But I also have been in, around enough severe weather events and the resulting outcomes of those severe weather events that I know it's important for the crews that are trying to get things back to normal to have as little impact from non-necessary stuff as possible. So just keep that in mind. I also want to take a moment to thank Aaron. Aaron is one of our supporters of the podcast, and he did something a little different. He actually, instead of sending me an email, he put a, a comment in last week's post, and I don't know, you know, I saw it, Aaron. I don't know how many other people saw it. I'm not sure a whole lot of people go into the Patreon page and, and look at the posts these days. But it is another way that if you want to provide feedback that you can do it, right? And he broke down kind of his pattern changes with clothing. 
you know, from a fashion standpoint. Hoodies, hoodies were definitely involved. And how it's changed as he's lived in two different areas and how he can imagine that, you know, and this gets to, you know, a couple episodes coming together that an 80 degree day in Houston, Texas or somewhere in Texas is not going to necessarily be along the Gulf Coast. Is it going to be the same as or 80 percent humidity? Let's say let me reframe that. An 80 percent humidity day is not going to be the during the summertime the same in Texas as it's going to be in Oregon or in the Pacific Northwest. And that is very true. Someday. And actually, that's a good lead-in. So I'm going to spend a little less time focusing on the main topic today and, and try to update you guys a little bit because I've get, got getting some questions, I guess, on some of the comments I've made about some things I've been looking at doing. But first, let me remind you before I get into that, just as I mentioned with Aaron, you can. You can go to patreon.com slash weather. Of course, you can support the podcast there, but you can also comment on the post there. So if there's something you want to say, you feel free to do it there as well particularly if you think other people might appreciate seeing the comment. Even if, the, you know, we have this old adage that there's a very small percentage of people that actually take the time to comment or write or provide feedback. And Aaron's been great about that, and I've always appreciated that about him. But what I do know is that there are people that go there and see that comment, whether they comment additionally or whether, you know, I gave them a little like on the thing. But just know that, there's probably a good chance that there's some other listeners that are going to go in, particularly now that I've mentioned it, and, and look at what Aaron wrote. Then maybe they'll add something to it. But whether you want to post there, which is fine, it's kind of a little bit of the community. I don't do a lot of that currently, but that may change. Or you want to just send me an email, of course. What is it about the weather at gmail.com? You can also catch me on Twitter. And in the near future, and this is what I'm going to get to, Probably YouTube, it, it, as it stands right now. I don't think it's going to be Twitch. I thought about Twitch a little bit, but I think it's going to be YouTube because I still don't think I'm going to do live stuff. But I, let's talk about it. And then, of course, you can provide feedback. So there's a few things I've been thinking about doing. As you know, this main podcast, it, it eats a lot of time. And so all these other things, I'm trying to figure out how to do them without impacting what I do here. Now, at some point in the future, this podcast may morph a little bit so that it's not a huge time sink or maybe the frequency is a little less, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. This is still going to be the main thing, but there are a few other things and I'm going to share a couple of them at least with you. One of them still a little bit in the super secret phase of things I'm planning to do. There's two of them that I've actually already, one of them I actually started doing some recordings for. And I'm calling it blue sky weather. So blue sky weather, the, the fundamental idea is, you guys know me, I'd love just being out in weather. There's a snowstorm or a thunderstorm, whatever it is, and I'm going to be involved. And I may tweet about it, or I may Instagram about it, or whatever it is. But Usually when I'm doing that, I'm focused on the weather, right? I'm not focused on the other things. But here in this podcast, we talk about the other aspects. And blue sky weather is really kind of about that. It's about what do you do on the blue sky days? You know, what are, you know, it's still going to have some weather connection, not every single episode, but the idea will be more video clips. And it's probably going to be something in the two to five minute range. And it's probably going to show up on the YouTube channel at some point. I'll let you know when it's out there. I'll, I'll give you guys a heads up. But I am trying to, I don't know, test a few more episodes. I'm still trying to get a feel for exactly how it's going to play out. And playing with some different recording devices. You know, as the phones have gotten better and the action cameras have become available, 
there's the potential for making it easier to do video on the go that's good good quality okay that used to be a major major hassle to do so i'm hoping that's going to allow me to get out and do some of the things whether it's hiking or biking or whatever it is you know it's generally going to be outside good weather days what do i enjoy doing and and again not every one of them is going to be truly blue sky and sometimes there's going to be an opportunity to mix in weather with it so i will do that but it's really more about having fun in life right and doing those things so that's one that i've actually started recording some episodes for and again i throw in some i don't know trivia uh you know, I, I go somewhere and I do a ride and, you know, maybe there's a, an unusual setting or something that's a little different. So I'm going to, I'm hoping to share those sort of things and maybe make it a, just sort of a regular thing about, you know, because no one wants to just listen to me talk about dreary storms all the time. So I, again, it's a little more of an upbeat from that standpoint. The other thing, it's funny when I, I go back and I look at all the things I posted on YouTube over the time. The one that's gotten the most views has been the personal weather station about selecting and how to set it up, where to site your personal weather station. Now, that episode's really dated, and there's been newer devices that have come out. And I don't know how, you know, whether I'm going to specifically remake that episode, but it's a reminder to me that kind of instructional sort of videos, again, shorter ones. Any, I think any video I'm going to do is going to be in the shorter range, but maybe a little longer than some of the blue skies. It, it'll depend. But I think I'm thinking about also taking weather topics and maybe not just weather topics, maybe some other what I would call earth science topics. Again, still in my brain at this point. But try to make it relatable. Not just talk about it, but, you know, Aaron brought up, Humidity and humidity is one of those topics that drives people crazy about the difference between relative and absolute and what does that mean? And yeah, I do think I could do a video on that that might be useful, right? And that hopefully is not, I don't want it to be dumbed down kind of content, but hopefully relatable. And it, it still gets back to the one we've talked about before where that girl said, Oh, I finally understand probability of precipitation. And well, she didn't, right? And try to make those sort of things to where they're useful, okay? Now, none of this stuff is like TikTok-y sort of thing. I don't think I'm going to get anything that's like that 15, 30-second stuff, but that may change too. And then I've also got another project that's in the works, and it's something I've been thinking about for, for a long time. And I'm not going to say specifically what it is today, but it is something that might, might... In the beginning, I don't think it'll have... It'll probably exist in Twitter or some other place. It'll probably be kind of static, but it's going to involve me doing some coding when I get it chance to do that and that's one of the reasons I haven't done it yet just haven't had the window to get that model set up so that it can do what I want to do I know what I want it to do right and sure it might be tweaked over time but the idea is fundamentally there and what I may do at some point is have some sort of live and I don't know that it'll be every day but some sort of live feed that goes along with that because in the end, if I start doing this other stuff it will be to try to particularly that one monetize it to some extent and I will have to play with what the right setup is for that but it's only going to work you know if I start getting like tens of thousands of viewers and I don't know if that's going to happen but again ideas there it will be forthcoming not today and I'll keep you guys informed and, and do keep in mind as you hear me mention monetization anybody that supports the podcast now right anybody that's already been been good to us I will make sure whatever I do if there's some sort of money 
component involved that actually involves additional money, like if I do it behind a firewall or whatever. Those people that already support the podcast uh, will continue to have access to that no matter how I do it. I'll figure out some way to make that happen. So you're not going to miss out and your loyalty will be rewarded. So just keep that in mind. All right, enough about that, but I did just want to give you that quick update. I wanted to talk about weather and spontaneity because it's one of those things that I've been hearing more and more from people as we're exploring kind of a post-COVID-controlled life, right? I'm not saying COVID's gone away, and I'm not saying there's parts of the world that aren't dealing with it, and it's still tricky, and I know not everything's fully open and all that, but that said, more people are wanting to do things, and there's more stuff open in a way that people can feel like oh, there's actually choices. I don't have to decide decide in advance. I don't have to have a specific agenda when I'm going out to do something. Right? There's some flexibility. But within that, you also hear people after a year of kind of, or more of kind of being cramped up inside and not being able to do the same things. They're thinking about it a little differently and how it might be a little more fun to do stuff outside in a way that they had never thought about doing it before, right? Or even inside stuff, trying things that they haven't tried before or looking at life from, you know, a different set of lenses and thinking about it from the context of, oh, wouldn't it be nice if, right? I got exposed to this during the past year and a half. How do I grow that? Because it's actually something that I'm glad I, I got into, but how do I move forward with that? Now, spontaneity is kind of how I'm going to talk about it in that context, because a lot of it's along those lines, that people don't want to necessarily have an agenda, or don't necessarily want to plan things, but they want to feel like they're back to, hey, wouldn't it be nice to do X today? And the interesting thing about spontaneity is it's not always as easy or as straightforward as you think. I saw an article this week about, you know, talking about monetizing and stuff. I saw an article about how all these people in the early days of COVID who got into creating content and started making money doing it and got fame or whatever from doing it are having a hard time and getting burnt out because of how hard it is to create content and have it feel, you know, like it's not forced and you know, I'm well aware of that. I mean, all the things we were just talking about with, with what I'm looking at doing kind of fits in that realm, right? And spontaneity, one of the things that it can do and has been proven to do is contribute to creativity because what it does is kind of frees you up. But again, it's not necessarily that simple. And there is this kind of idea. I'm going to put a link in the show notes. I found tons of things that were, you know, people trying to sell you stuff and how to be more spontaneous. But I, I found a good, I think it was like psychology today, somebody that did a multi-post write-up on spontaneity, and it's worth the read. But they talked about the difference between it being impulsive and truly being spont- spontaneous, right? And some of the keys that are important to that, like trust your gut. Being spontaneous doesn't mean going and being stupid, Right. But you've also, you've as a person, have to be open to the idea of spontaneity, which usually involves change. It means doing something different than you normally do it. And so don't feel like 
you've just got to run out to it, right? Spontaneity is one of those things that's best maybe not to force it on a day when you've already got a big agenda. I'm not saying shy away from it on those days. But if you're not used to doing things on the fly, you know, you, you can kind of just wade into it or dip your big toe into it without having to go overboard on it. But maybe it's good if you have a, a weekend day that you can say, Maybe the more important thing is I don't I don't want to have an agenda. So if you're an agenda person, or if it's you know if on a Saturday you've got to go to a little league game and you got to do some home repairs and you got to do X Y and Z whatever it is, maybe that's not the right time. But if on that same Sunday you don't have anything, maybe just leave it open. And maybe you just walk down to the coffee shop or somewhere else or take a walk in the park, do something that just kind of is a little different than your norm. And sometimes that first step can sort of break you free. But in the end, the whole idea of spontaneity is about making you happy. I mean, that's what people always talk about it within that context, is it's really about bringing joy into your life. But do keep in mind, as weird as it sounds, you might have to plan on it a little bit, right? Some people, I I know some people that are just great at, hey, let's just go. Right. And now maybe maybe they're not actually being spontaneous. Maybe they plan it all along, but it never seems that way. Some people are good at that. I'm not one of those people, but I understand. I, I was on a hike yesterday and we were dog sitting for somebody. And we're hiking with um my wife and a and a friend, and we were out there doing this stuff and I with this dog, I was like, God, wouldn't it, this is a great day. If sun was coming, it was going to get hotter, but it was like, I don't want to work hard, but wouldn't it be a great day to go grab a Frisbee and throw the Frisbee with the dog? Wouldn't that be cool? Now, it didn't happen because the time didn't work out for that. We went and had a casual lunch instead. That's fine, too. But that's kind of you know what you're going through. You're going through that idea, right? Now, I mentioned, you heard me say yesterday, it's like, okay, it's a little bit warm. I don't, I'm not necessarily going to want to do something where I'm, you know, running or something. I'll make the dog run, um, let them chase the Frisbee, but you know, I'd have water close by for them. But then I started thinking about, and, and, you know, this is a good example of exactly what I wanted to talk about in this episode. I had the same thing today. Got up, we, we went early for a ride today because we knew it was going to be another warm day. And we have a criteria that we said, hey, let's get in before it's so many degrees outside so that we're not, so you don't start getting cranky and irritable and all the things that come with warm weather, at least for me and some of the folks I ride with. So how do you do that? How do you make sure that weather doesn't get in the way, or at least incorporate it into what you're doing. Now, there's no surefire way on this, but I want I want to present you a framework of how to think about weather so that it can both affect your spontaneity in a way that you don't end up doing something and get caught out in the weather in a bad way, or that it doesn't block you in general from doing something because you're just, you're unaware. Okay. And you go out and you know, you, you can't do something that you, maybe it takes a little longer to get somewhere and you end up being in the middle of, you know, a 95 degree day or, you know, middle of thunderstorms, whatever it is. So what can you do? Right now I will tell you 
that for the most part, most apps, whatever app you use or whatever source you use, short-term forecasts have gotten pretty good, right? And even down to, and you know, sometimes down to the minute, but within an hour, like, you know, if there's certain times a day that are going to be tricky, you can kind of see that. So whatever source you use, if you're going to do one of these, it, particularly if you're not used to doing spontaneity, if you're on the fly spontaneity, you're, it's likely you have a phone and you could do the same thing. So make sure it's there. Make sure the weather data is accessible. But what I tell people in general, sometimes if you're going to do it in the morning, if you're, you get up, have a cup of coffee, whatever your morning routine is, spend a couple minutes with the weather forecast if you're going to go out and there's a chance you're just going to want to blow off and do whatever. Look at that short-term forecast. Look at it over the sense of the hours that you're going to be out and about, right? And understand some basic things, which is if there's weather that's going to be influential in, in decisions you might make, pay attention to the rate of change. And I'll give you an example. If it's going to be a hot day and you want to avoid the heat of the day, like maybe you, you know, maybe spontaneity is going to a museum and you're timing when you're going to do it because you're going to do some other stuff too. I don't know. But that may be is, oh, it's hot outside. Why don't we go catch and do X or whatever it might be, right? But with temperature, as an example, usually it doesn't like go from the coldest part of the day, the hottest part of the day instantaneously, right? There's a period of time. And then there's also a period of time where it's kind of a peak, you know, when the heat of the day is out there. And so you know that there's these blocks of time. There are bigger blocks of time. There's, you know, four-hour windows that you can deal with. But even if weather is going to be changing, sometimes you can look at what the flow of that weather is and understand that the rate of change is either going to be fast or slow. All right. So one is understand the rate of change. Two is to understand the source of change. Is it something like a pop-up thunderstorm or a frontal boundary passing through that could bring severe weather? Okay. And if it's going to be one of those things, Again, try to understand the time slot that it's going to be in, when it might be an, an influential factor that you've got to deal with, but also keep in mind about how long it might even last. Because a lot of times when frontal boundaries pass through or pop-up thunderstorms happen, they don't last forever, right? It, it's a short period of time. It's a short-lasting time. But at the same time, if you're thinking about, oh, wow, let's go do a hike, or I go do hang gliding, and you're going to be out on a hang glider, and it could be right when you're doing it. That may not be a good thing. But if you know that the, the risk window is during a certain period of time, even if it's short-lived, that frontal boundary is going to pass through between you know noon and 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Well, you kind of know, and you can plan with it. And also that even if something happens, like even if there's a, a little bit of rain that's going to come through, who cares? Maybe it doesn't matter if you get rained on a little bit. Maybe that's worth the risk as long as it's not going to be a severe weather threat. So if a, a little bit of a, a frontal boundary is going to pass through and it might bring some rain with it and you're doing something outside and you can shrug it off because you know it might happen, then it's, it, it doesn't, it's less likely to catch you off guard because maybe wherever you did something, you, your car is still readily available. You know, you're not miles away from it. Or you're going to be in a protected canopy. You're going to be you know, the hike I did yesterday or even the ride I did today. We picked places that were going to be covered by tree canopy so that we weren't, the sun wasn't beating down on us the whole time, right? And the last thing I'll tell you is understand the direction of change. And the reason I say this is a lot of times if, if it's something that's coming with some sort of frontal boundary, that it's not just 
random pop-up, but even if it's pop-up, you know that they're going to be pop-up things and you can kind of see it off in the distance. You may know that that's far enough away to where that's not going to be a risk for you. Not to say one can't form near you, but if you've got something that you're going to do for just a few minutes, you're going to go, you know, get an ice cream and sit outside and enjoy it, right? Or do a, a quick walk to a lake or go for a quick swim or something. And you say, hey, you know, weather may change at some point, but we got 30 minutes. Let's go enjoy it. Then, you know, go for it. But a lot of times, if you know something is coming from a direction, like it's coming from the northwest or whatever, you can even think about what you're doing in the context of, hey, I need to be able to have that direction visible, right? So I can see when it's coming because maybe I'm going to do something that, that I'm not, it's not quick for me to get to shelter, but I know I've got a certain period of time. And as long as I have a visual of that stuff coming, should be okay. So by understanding a little bit of what the challenge is within the weather that might impact your decisions and how fast or slow that those changes may come, you can go about doing stuff that you just didn't plan about and enjoy life and create that happiness factor, right? Spontaneity should never feel forced because that defeats the whole purpose. So maybe you'll never be good at it. But if you want to try it out or if you're experienced yet you want to be able to tweak your A-game on spontaneity, well, there's some things to keep in mind with weather. So as you skim the weather forecast next weekend, put it in context. Then maybe pivot, think outside the box a little because there's much more to weather than the weather itself.